Let's talk digital. We are at the cutting edge of digital tweaks, changes, transformation. A local digital marketing podcast. Conversing with industry experts and getting excerpts about the exceptional. Hosted by Audrey Naidu. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. I'm really looking forward to what's coming up in South Africa in the next couple of months and years. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Digital with me, Audrey Naidu. Today we have a very special guest joining us all the way from Munich. I hope you have time because you definitely don't want to miss out on this conversation with Andreas Schwab, partner and director at Boston Consulting Group. Andreas joined BCG in 2018 after a career as a serial entrepreneur in marketing, data and media with over 20 years experience. He's also an expert on topics relating to marketing strategy, data, technology, marketing execution and transformation. Guten Morgen, Andreas. Guten Morgen. Wie geht's dir? Uh, mir geht es sehr gut. Vielen Dank. Gut Dank. Andreas, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Very welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, before we start, I think we always like to get to know our guest a bit more. Um, I know you joined BCG in 2018. Do you want to tell our listeners what made you make that decision after 23 years in the media and marketing industry? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I have about 23 years of marketing and media uh, in my, my history. And a lot of that's been very entrepreneurial. So we started an e-commerce company in 99. Um, I then launched my own TV production company, then a digital marketing agency. Uh, actually, it was planned to be a dialogue marketing company, but then uh, Google was picking up speed. And so we quickly became also a Google agency and out of that uh, overall digital marketing and performance agency, but then also kind of brought together different channels like TV and performance marketing being very early in the market with, with this kind of approach. And um, yeah, from there, I, I sold the agency and then launched a data platform in the German market. It was a Danish founded company with algorithms and um, predictive uh, modeling to fully optimize media uh, just based on data. And while doing so, and, and actually we had a lot of a strong client interest in that, um, we realized that it's not so easy to bring together the data that you would need for these algorithms. And therefore, I started talking to consultancy and approached BCG and said, well, guys, you need to transform my clients, uh, break down data silos and so on. Just otherwise, we will never make technology work with, um, with data if the clients don't get the data out of their systems. They have it all somewhere, <clears throat> but it not, it's not in one place and it's not accessible, especially not dynamically. So it's kind of close to real time. And um, yeah, so out of this discussion with BCG, as being one of the leading consultancies in that space, uh, we then decided jointly that it would make a lot more sense, not just let them transform my clients um, and, and still keep going with my technology, but rather do it jointly. And for me, it's a huge adventure. I mean, I've as I said, been very entrepreneurial and then joining uh, one of the largest strategic consultancies uh, was a challenge for me as well, but uh, I loved it ever since. And um, yeah, so this is how I, how I came joining BCG 2018. And since then, I'm, I'm um, 
partner and director in the BCG Munich office, even though these days for the last six months, mainly <laughs> running it from my home office. And um, I do marketing topics across all industries, um, very transformational things. So enabling organizations and how to scope with marketing in a digital age, like very much what's our topic um, for this podcast today. And, and therefore, uh, yeah, I do it in automobile. I do it in a lot in consumer products, but also a bit in uh, B2B businesses. So it's, it's very uh, broad as a topic. Um, but as marketing is everywhere and digital is also everywhere, this is kind of a, a broad topic by definition. Yeah, I think there's a lot going on in marketing, um, which we're going to go into. So I can't wait for that conversation. Just to um, complete what you're doing at BCG, you're part of the digital accelerator system called DAS. Tell us more about that. Yeah, the DAS brings together whole set of digital topics. So we have advanced analytics and mathematicians in a separate unit called Gamma. We have our IT and technology experts in Platinian. Uh, we have our digital venture business as part of that, which is um, also founding and, and venturing companies um, to be more flexible than large legacy companies as part of, of these large companies. So together with those, um, with our large uh, company, large clients, we, we do venture business with TV and we have um, our technology advantage area in there. So it's a lot of digital skills that all come together to make it a success because um, as we all know, we have to bring things together and, and see it holistically to also make it um, meaningful in this digital time. Andreas, we all acknowledge that marketing and advertising ecosystem is in a state of disruption. I mean, COVID-19 has just been the tipping point. Um, you have worked within different verticals globally. What changes have you seen happening within marketing this year? Well, the, the changes are huge. Um, there's such an acceleration of the relevance of digital in a lot of industries. E-commerce, I mean, we, we've seen numbers in e-commerce that we would have expected by 2025 and that happening within three months in the early phase of COVID. So people are just due to their locked in situation and being um, well, just not not able of, of accessing shops for weeks and so on. Um, so this is what has accelerated the overall e-commerce business and revenues heavily. And this is then not, not only for e-commerce companies, relevant, but it has shown to all brands that there is significance in this um, digital industry, I would call it, because um, just automobile, take it as an example, from many of those clients have said in the past, well, <clears throat> we, we will never sell digital. Um, why would we bother and, and still spend more than 80% of their budgets in, in the offline world? Uh, and not really embracing all the digital possibilities. And now this has accelerated. And I mean, Tesla was very early in, in kind of selling digital cars digitally, but um, this is now what uh, has increased the importance to all kind of also consumer product companies and then many more to also be relevant in the digital space with their brands, uh, meaning online. And, and this is kind of just has speeded up so intensely over the last few months that um, yeah, it's, it's top of mind everywhere. 
Yeah, I would agree because, I mean, in South Africa, we were expecting a growth of, say, 2 to 3% for e-commerce. And 2020, this is, a, is now double-digit to 10% growth. I mean, for us, that's quite huge. Um, and I think there's just this trust um, and acceptance that um, people are, you know, more um, approachable and comfortable doing business with e-commerce brands, um, which... Kind of, uh, so then my next question is around, you know, the CMO. What do you believe is a new role of CMOs now? Because I feel like um, the way we've been doing marketing in the last 20 years needs to change drastically. Mm. Yeah, I think the, the overall marketing organization has to change. When we look into marketing and just compare it with other industries or, or other parts of businesses, then... Um, Marketing is lagging behind quite a bit in, in what's possible. Um, just compare it in production, for example. In production, there's a lot of automation uh, that is already in place um, in, in all kind of power or plants where, where there's huge production facilities. And, and therefore, they've been embracing the possibilities from the start in being more data-driven, more predictive um, in the outcome. And marketing, on the other hand, as said, I mean, there's still the majority of budgets going into offline. Um, and from like, it's almost 100 years old, the saying of old Wanamaker, like 50% of my media is a waste, I just don't know which half. Um, this is still day-to-day -day business uh, in marketing in many ways. I mean, of course, we've all tried to bring into place some more measurement and some more accuracy, but uh, still there, there is a lot of hope in how marketing is, is run because there's a lot of uncertainties on what exactly works and what doesn't. And, and this is where now that this time is kind of over or marketing has to speed up heavily to catch up with the, what's really possible because now as those first companies are embracing um, all the possibilities fully, um, it, it will be a strong disadvantage in, in not being there and not being on par with the skills, with the data usage, and therefore uh, not being able to optimize to the full extent. In the local market, I'm finding personally that the skilled and capability is a huge chronic issue within marketing currently. Do you also observe the same thing globally? Absolutely. I mean, the, the skill level, and it's a totally different kind of skill level, and, and not only the skill level, but it's also a cultural and way of working topic. So, yes, skills. You need more data knowledge, more tech knowledge. And as you mentioned, with the CMO's role, um, I mean, transforming that and, and transforming the organi organization into this much more dynamic way of working when and I was touching on that. The old way of running a campaign is you can you, you planned your campaign 18 months ahead of launching it. So you had a lot of time and you had a lot of discussion with your agencies and so on. Um, and then anyway, the agencies would execute anything you had planned. Uh, now this is different. You, you, you do have to take the responsibility fully in-house. So you need all the skill levels on how to run a campaign, what technology to use, what data to use. And um, for that, you need to build your own infrastructure, but not only the technical, <clears throat> sorry, and, and the skill level infrastructure, but it's also 
very much a cultural thing. So being able to have a test and learn approach, not just executing a campaign and then waiting for results for weeks or months, but optimizing on a day-to-day -day level. Um, a fully enabled organization would kind of um, very much run test and learn on a daily level, run A-B tests, run multivariate tests, and just trying to optimize on the results uh, from the very beginning. And, and this is something that is a fundamental cultural shift. And this is why leadership of CMOs is so important um, to give that signal into the whole organization that this is just kind of a new new age in marketing and new way in behavior in marketing. Do you believe that CMOs are equipped to run marketing in a digital age? Well, the, the, the CMOs need to embrace all the possibilities. And I said, it's very much a cultural topic. It's not just the data skills. This is what a CMO doesn't necessarily need to bring by himself, but they need to have an overall understanding and have this priority mindset that this is really what matters and that the organization has to change towards this much more digitally scoped um, infrastructure that then is taking the tech and the data and bringing that into execution. And, and this is what the CMO needs to bring. Yeah, I think it can be overwhelming for some marketers because now you're talking about AI, machine learning, tech, data, analytics, measurement, and it's a whole new world for them. And, and I feel like there's a gap between um, the knowledge that they have from um, traditional ways that marketers implemented their campaigns or ran um, or aligned their, their marketing objectives to business objectives. And very often that was also um, a gap between business and marketing. Um, how do you see this going forward? How do they actually keep up and keep themselves upskilled all the time? Well, there, there are a couple of levers that you need to pull to be um, really fully capable of, of doing that. And then we, for example, and you might know that we have developed a digital marketing maturity uh, framework together with Google uh, to really see on and benchmark companies on where they stand and what's, <clears throat> what's missing maybe. And we found out that there's six key elements, six enablers that make a difference. And there's three organizational ones and there's three tech ones. The, on the organizational side, it's, as you mentioned already, the skill levels, hugely important, <clears throat> but it's not just the skills that you have within your own organization. It's also your partner ecosystem, ecosystem and how you handle your ecosystem, especially, meaning mainly agencies, uh, which is then no longer about kind of um, delegating the responsibility and everything that needs to be done to your agencies, but really see them as partners um, and use them in the most valuable way of where they can add the biggest value. <clears throat> and thirdly, it's what I touched upon before, it's the ways of working, which is heavily a cultural driven aspect, meaning fail, fail fast culture, test and learn approach and so on. So this is what you need to enable to on the organizational side to get it going. On the tech side, um, you need to, and I've mentioned this in the introduction, I found a lot of silos in the company, so I couldn't get this data platform going. This is where you need to connect the data. So bring it together, uh, make it accessible, and, and 
pull it together in, in kind of your systems so that you can run those algorithms. The success will not be made by just the algorithm, but it's embedding the knowledge that the algorithms can provide into your organization. And, um, and also what you said, um, having action, actionable measurement, aligning business KPIs and, and marketing KPIs. This is to me so obvious, but it's been done wrongly for so many years. And you would like, so often you would find the last campaign in marketing and media, um, the campaign reporting would say yeah, it's been the most successful campaign ever. We had the biggest reach for the lowest price ever. <laughs> and, and so it was a huge success. But the CFO would come along and say, well, guys, but our numbers are going down. We're selling less. So how can that be? And there was a total disconnect of what marketing was measured upon and what the business was trying to achieve. And therefore, bringing that to, together and make it um, aligned so that if marketing works well, then the business KPIs should improve. If marketing doesn't work, then, um, of course, then, then also the business uh, wouldn't uh, benefit as heavily as it could. And while doing so and bringing this data and the tech together, <clears throat> I think one important point is also then you could automize. You can, and the, one of the biggest uh, benefits of the, the transformation in marketing is that we can bring it from like the communicating just to masses with a kind of one single message, bring it down to almost one-to-one -one communication, being very much individualized, being very specific, at least on an audience level. And to do so, because there's many different audiences on, on, on a specific product could be out there, um, you need some automation because you can't have people handling all of that manually. And therefore, bringing together the tech, bringing together the data, and then optimize to a good extent your communication and optimize on that, um, I think this is what makes it a success and what's really crucial um, to be best in class in that. Uh, Andreas, you mentioned um, the, the BCG Digital Maturity Framework. Um, there are four phases of that framework that organizations can then um, take the assessment and understand where they are. Um, I was doing some reading and, and I understand that close to 90% of brands are still sitting in the between the emerging and connected phase. Is there a particular reason for this? Yeah, I think it's especially, I mean, the good news is there's only about 8% left in the nascent piece, which is in the very early stage of this whole uh, development. But emerging is already using some of, of the tech and data. Connected is when you really start bringing it together, but making it multi-moment, meaning, again, bringing offline and online data together. This is then when we really talk about multi-moment. Having um, clear attribution models across all media, this is where it's a huge challenge for the organizations that are often what we're seeing still is there's a digital department somewhere. So people taking taking care of the digital marketing topics, but being somewhere in the corner, like being um, from, from the picture set. And therefore, I think this is what's the biggest challenge for these um, established companies in bringing it together and not making it a separate function being digital, but it's integrated everywhere. I mean, we're living in a digital time and, and or digital age. And therefore, I think digital 
is everywhere. So we shouldn't even mention it anymore. It's just marketing and media that we're doing uh, because yeah, it, there is no separation of the the way it's it's um, transponded, and, and therefore this is so fundamentally different in in how organizations need to think about it and how they need to change the structure also. And this is why a lot gets stuck in, in between emerging and connected. It's just starting to connect some of the dots, but really bringing it together is a challenge. Um, Andreas, if I do the math correctly, um, we are saying about 2% of organizations are in the multi-moment phase. Is that true? Yeah, that's at least the numbers that we're seeing is that very few and mainly, of course, the digital first companies who are there, um, those that have already embraced automation that have, I mean, look at Apple, that's kind of whatever you do, Apple always knows exactly who the client is, they be, can be very individualized in the way they communicate with you, even if you go to the Apple store or you do it online or anywhere else. So this is when we think about multi-moment approach. And, and this is just like um, what's so difficult when you don't build it greenfield, but you start to bring it into your traditional brand organization. So would you, um, would you say that the, the tech companies, I mean, if you look at your top global um, brands, they're all tech companies. Your top five are tech companies. Would you say that you need to be digital first to get into the multi-moment? Um, I mean, I would assume that it's more difficult for people with legacy systems and all of that to transition faster. Absolutely. And, and the challenge is to have that digital first mindset. Um, so not starting from what you've done in the past and how you've always done it and see like where can we benefit a little bit and just turn our processes into a digital one, that doesn't make it better. You need to fundam fundamentally rethink your process and, and just in a digital way on what can we do differently with the new possibilities and then you will get to a totally different mindset. I mean, Uber is the most frequently used example, I guess, on that and, and just taking a totally different approach on transportation and how you would organize it. And, and this is, and, or Airbnb, all those digital first companies, they have disrupted their markets with this fundamentally different approach and by really doing things differently. As a legacy brand, of course, you don't need to fully change your overall product scope and, and things like that. But in marketing, you could rather do better by rethinking with a digital first mindset. And then, of course, I'm, I'm not saying that, uh, for example, traditional media uh, doesn't have its place in that. And it's in many areas still super effective um, and, and working and depending on the price levels. It's, uh, I mean, there's, there's good reasons why in Germany, at least, Facebook has run a large TV campaign uh, beginning of the year and Google is using sometimes out of home advertising. And Amazon is using TV advertising as well. So this is not about what channel to use, but it's with, with a very clear picture and, and North Star on where you want to go, how you measure, how you think in the first place, which should be kind of more in the digital area. And then you can add other channels, other type of media to make it even more successful and efficient. I would say, you know, in terms of prioritization, because 
what what you just stated now in terms of those examples of companies what stands out for me as a common theme across all of them is um, the seamless user experience because that's what customers remember about a brand now when you look at technology first companies it's what experience am i getting from that platform from that brand um, from that engagement rather than where brands should be advertising what platform they should be advertising now so i i've this is now shifted for me that the role of marketers is not around a predominantly communication, but how do they actually get involved more in ensuring that we have a more seamless user experience across all platforms? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the, the key transformation is from outreach to dialogue. So not just one message to everyone, but really being very individualized. And combining that with, for example, super helpful, you can run some demand prediction on your clients by using the data. And then you use it and not only in B2B, but also in B2C. Amazon does it on like having a suggestion on the next uh, next product, next best offer logics. Um, and then bring it that, bringing your consumers down to the segment of one. It doesn't necessarily always have to be segment of one, but being very specific about the needs and offering the right type of product. And you can, as I said earlier, I mean, you can only do that with a certain level of automation. And, and what makes it effective and efficient is also that when you suddenly run these processes uh, much more automized, you can have those smart algorithms in the background that really also learn and improve constantly. And, and this is kind of uh, where the success comes from and why it's also an issue if you're waiting for too long, because if you don't build the learning curve now, it might be too late in a, in a few years' time. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, so I just want to touch on BCGs. Um, you guys have been working on bionic organization with the blending of technology and humans. And I believe that sits nicely in terms of those brands sitting in the multi-moment phase. Um, take us through this concept because it's quite fascinating for me. So the, the overall idea of bionic, um, a bionic company is to combine capabilities of humans and machines. So really bringing the best of both worlds together. Machines can, with the algorithms, be super fast with the computing power that we have and so on. They can be super smart but smart just in the kind of the logics they know, they're not very inspirational. And combining this speed and preciseness of machine together with humans and their inspiration, their ideas and, and things like that to really push for more productivity by algorithms, automation, but always give it that human touch to be even better than pure data-driven topic can be. And we've done, again, some research on that in, in marketing, and we've seen that when you start automizing your campaigns, they are definitely two-digit better than a purely manually um, booked and, and kind of executed campaign. But the best-in-class campaigns with the best results come when you have experienced people looking at that and inspiring with, for example, new creatives, new ideas, and making it even more powerful so that you have the, the test and learn out of the data with the machinery, you get that going, but you also have still humans and, and adding value with the 
can sometimes gut feeling, sometimes experience, um, ideally all of all of the above, but just bringing it together and not just letting machines run by themselves. And I think this is also what's very, very helpful for all of us and also inspiring for the future that there is an element where we can still, even though the computers are fast and powerful, but we can still add huge value as humans with our knowledge and experience. I completely agree because I was having a conversation with someone last week where we were talking about the difference between um, digitization and digital transformation. So just because you've digitized your systems and put in the right tech doesn't mean to say you're transforming digitally because you need the human element as part of that success formula. Yeah, and, and, and that's and I've said that now, um, I think a couple of times, but for me, and then this is what really stands out and what I see on a day to day basis, it's a cultural thing. And culture comes just from the people from the vision they have, uh, and the way and the, also the freedom they act within. So this is where we need to make a change for the next years, let's say, but the sooner the better. But uh, it's this change in behavior in ways of working being much more dynamic much more we, we love to call it agile but actually it's a very dynamic cross-functional test and learn approach that is that is getting things working um, much better than just relying on old behavior and this is where you where, where also people and organizations need to change their mind be much more open for new things to come embrace the technology, use the data, learn from it, and by that kind of further evolve. Yeah, I think what you're touching on is, you know, creating more uh, modular organization structures where it's more fluid, breaking down the silos, and leadership actually encouraging people to be lateral thinkers. Um, because I think the success is the attitude of people that not doing a job, but actually, um, you know, following their passions and, and trying to add value in the, in the equation that's going to lend itself to success. And, and you've seen, I mean, the number one thing that um, Google speaks about when, when you look at their DNA, they don't actually teach the culture and the DNA to, uh, to people to, to develop this innovation culture. It is part of when they, when they go into Google, that's who they become. They live and breathe it. So how do you actually embrace this culture when you join organizations um, to test and learn, to be more innovative, to be more collaborative and break down those silos, but but start to doing new things in a different way? Well, this is this is exactly our approach also in, in the digital accelerator system systems. It's very use case driven. So what we do in our projects and when we work with the clients, um, and as, as we've just discussed, this is very much about enablement, about the freedom um, to act within your area and try new things. So what we usually do is we go in with, with our teams and then we start working exactly like that. And we bring together those cross-functional teams on the client side. So it's, it's less just providing the strategy for that. That's important. But then it's also in the way we execute. And this is where we go into the client's offices, like right now, very much remotely, but still works. Um, but going together with those teams 
building the cross-functional teams, bringing together people that have never been at the same in the same room before. I mean, when we have, for example, the salespeople, the marketing people, and marketing meaning offline and online, and even those sometimes haven't talked a lot in the past, um, bring together, if, the, if there's legal issues, bring together the legal guys, and every everyone we need, sometimes even from production, because we need new packages for e-commerce, for example, um, then we bring them all together in one room. And these people have never talked to each other before. And suddenly what happens is that there's a lot of energy in the room because things start moving. They, they see the difference in the usual hierarchical approach that they had in the past with different and silos and, and different areas of the business that have not talked so much. And this gets very inspirational um, and creative in many ways. And, and suddenly people really learn how, how the, the benefits of that. And this is then how we change cultures and how we change behavior within the organizations. Yeah, I think people are core element to um, reaching this bionic company you speak about. So Andreas, in closing, what advice would you like to leave to marketers out there listening to this podcast? Hmm. Good, good question. And, and it's, it's quite a big one. I think the, the most important part for me is think digital first and don't let a lot of things you hear out there scare you away because it's not so scary. It's very helpful. Have that digital first mindset and embrace the technology and the data and then try to embed it into the right culture so that you can really get it going and, and it's so much fun testing and learning out of it and not just coming from from legacy systems and learnings by and keep keep going like what you've learned and, and this is what you know best no change it uh, try it and use what's out there to improve Thank you so much, Andreas, for your time today. Uh, I think this was a very stimulating conversation. And I'm looking forward to the future of what marketing is going to look like. It's, it will be a super exciting journey, especially with the acceleration that we're seeing now. Um, and hopefully it will speed up even more because this is, I think, um, valuable, not just for the companies as such or for the brands, but also for their consumers by having just a different dialogue and, and therefore good for everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Thanks Bye. for having me. We're excited. You're excited. I really value and appreciate your support during this time. Helping decision makers navigate the change and keep some change in their pockets. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow our Instagram handle at TalkDigitalZA. Engage us on our website at Talk digitalza.co.za And who knows, you could be featuring on the next one.